Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So I'm going to take a step back today from the, the techniques and just focus a bit on why storytelling is so powerful. So back in 1995, there was this movie called The Usual Suspects. And if you've seen The Usual Suspects, my strong bet is that you can recommend its final reveal. It had one of the great last sort of moments in cinema. And it's really a movie about this this special agent, Dave Cujon, who's struggling to uncover, to pick apart the identity of this mythic underworld monster, Kaiser Soze, in the kind of the, the maelstrom left behind by this shooting on a ship. But really, it's, it's also a movie about the persuasive power of story. It's, it's about how he's struggling to sort in this complex, conflicting accounts he, of, of these people that he's, he's brought in for questioning, he is struggling to sort fact from fiction. But one of the things we know is true is that in a critical sense, everything in life is a kind of fiction. Yesterday I hinted at, at the, the hidden insight within that Jordan Peterson quote that I mentioned, and I'll get back to that in a minute. But first I want to just give some context from the neuroscientist David Eagleman, who who writes brilliant books, if you're interested at all in how your brain works. David Eagleman's work is fantastic. This is from The Brain, The Story of You, his book. Here we go. Our reality is ultimately built in the dark in a foreign language of electrochemical signals. The activity churning across the vast neural networks get turned into your story of this, your private experience of the world. And he, he's in this chapter, he's talking about the fact and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, that our brains are, you know, they're essentially these, these incredibly intelligent lumps of stuff, right? But they live in this dark, silent cave, this, you know, inside our head. The brain can't see, it can't hear, it can't feel. It's utterly reliant on the signals sent from our senses and from our body. Yeah, so... Scientists estimate that, that our, our brains receive about 11 million pieces of data per second, every second. But rather like, what's the name of the, the, um, the Marine in A Few Good Men? Daniel Caffe in, in that brilliant movie, A Few Good Men, where Jack Nicholson goes, you can't handle the truth. Remember that? But, <laughs> fantastic scene. Sorry, I'm taking a, a, side, a side step here. But... Our brains can't handle the truth. They can't handle 11 million pieces. In fact, neuroscientists reckon that we only process consciously about 40, 40 pieces of data out of 11 million. And even with the unconscious stuff, we're obviously taking a very thin slice of the world. And that thin slice, our brains turn into a story and that story becomes reality, right? And it's, you know, as that's what Eagleman is saying. It's, it's literally, re reality is literally a story that our brain pieces together. And if you think back to that quote I, I said yesterday, the Jordan Peterson quote, the, the, the bit that was hidden, I think the bit that is easy to pass over, and it was quite a complicated quote, is when he says that our fundamental maps of meaning, which is how we, we sort of see the world, they have a narrative structure. They have a story structure. Because for better or worse, we humans, 
experience, understand, and navigate the world through stories. And this is why, of course, stories can change reality. You know, the right story in the right place at the right time can change our experience of the world. No, I don't mean metaphorically. I mean, literally, how many times in your life have you been angry at someone for, for screwing up your day or getting in the way or what have you? And then you discover the reason that they've done it. And the reason changes everything. And we can see that all the time. I mean, you know, storytellers use this in movies, in novels, in TV shows. They, they bait and switch us. They lead us one way, then they pull the rug out from under us, under us and everything changes. Reality changes. It's certainly true that if you look at the usual suspects, the end of that movie, the last moment of that movie, the rug is pulled out right from under us and reality the, 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 the truth that we've been perceived is wrong and, and real reality. I'm using air quotes that you can't see, which I love to do on this podcast. Reality crashes in, but of course, like everything else, that's just another story. And this is why the best stories win, right? And, and I'll end with a quote from Steve Jobs. He's a leader. He has his own mythology, right? I mean, you know, you, there are books and books and books written about Steve Jobs. He's, uh, whether intentionally or otherwise, he built a mythology around himself. And it's part of the reason why he's so often quoted. It's so, part of the reason why he has so much status, partly because of what he did, of course, but also because of what he said and how he said it and, and you know, that kind of mercurial charisma that he had. And he said, the most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. And this is why it's so important, so useful, so powerful to understand how to tell stories because our brains are doing it all the time. There are shortcuts, there are heuristics, there are tactics and tools and techniques to storytelling. And if we learn them, we can help other people's brains channel in the directions that, that we want them to go for their benefit and for ours. And this is, of course, why stories, your story can and should mean business. Thanks for listening. Remember that if you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do, into some of this stuff I've talked about today, you can search online for story.business. Bye now.